0: Right on Bears fans. We are uh, still here and still breaking it down and uh, you know what? We got a long season to go. We got a game this Sunday versus the Denver Broncos. What'd you, what'd you dub this game?
1: Uh, the Bay of Pigs.
0: Uh, yeah, that's pretty much right. I'd said it's pretty apt. It's
1: probably close to being the two worst teams in the NFL right now. Yeah, 100%. That doesn't mean at the end of the year they're going to be the two worst teams. But currently, as we speak, it's probably the two worst teams coming off beatings, just absolute beatings the past weekend. And uh, as the NFL loves to do, somebody has to win. Somebody's (laughs) going to have to win this
0: game. So If this game ends in a a tie, I will strike somebody like that. I mean, what kind of tie <laughs> would it be? Zero, zero? <laughs> Probably a three to three tie, oh, hard fought game. Yeah, nine, nine, nine. Oh, God. We've had so Six much to goals. get to with this team. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by the Hard Rock Casino in Northern Indiana. I want to start it off here, Yerk. This is, uh, I guess, right? Like this is still, like you said, somebody's got to win. What are the keys oh. to a Chicago Bears win oh. over a Denver Broncos team that they, I think the game plan's out there. On how to beat this
1: team. I, I, uh, how to beat the Denver Broncos or how to beat the... Yes, both. <laughs> how to beat the Chicago Bears. <laughs> I think they both have those plans out there. Well, they gave up 326 passing and 300... What is it? No. 355 rushing.
0: Yeah, it was up there. Yeah. yeah 350 and, and uh 376 and
1: 350. That's what it was. You yeah. get 726 yards. Yes. Uh, so you could beat them via the pass and the, and the run. I guess the only way the Bears can do it is by beating them by the run. Right. So if the Bears are going to beat uh, the Denver Broncos, they're going to have to do it on the ground. I would assume they're shoring things up one way or the other in Denver. Um, You know, and the Bears, I I don't worry about what Denver's going to do. I worry about what the Bears are going to do. Yeah. So the Bears have not been able to pressure the quarterback on a consistent level. Yannick Magakwe hasn't been able to get to the quarterback, though he's the only guy that's somehow getting pressure Um, On the quarterback, you don't see it coming from many other directions. So uh, they're going to have to be able to get off the football field, get the ball back to the offense and let the offense make things happen. So um, that's going to be part of the process, getting off the football field, getting off on third down. Um, they've struggled, but you know the two quarterbacks, you'd have to say Russell Wilson is still a better quarterback than Justin 100%. Fields, so their advantage is there. You look at their receivers, I like their receivers better than I like Chicago's receivers. Um, I can't tell you about the offensive line, A, because I don't know which offensive line is going to show up for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, don't know who's going to play. I don't know who's not feeling good. Um, somebody's still sad. I, I mean, I don't know how it works. I just don't know who I can rely upon in the offensive line to figure out who's going to be there, who's not going to be there. Uh, you paid Cole Komet $12.5 million. He can't catch the I mean he can't catch it, he can't get it. Right. And when he gets it, it's usually junk time. Uh, is when they start finding him as a as a wide as a tight end option. It's junk time by the time they get the ball to him. Um so right now I don't have a lot of faith in the offense. Um, and I guess when you don't have faith in the offense, you hand the ball off. So we'll see how much they can run the ball and rush the ball. We'll see if they can – and, and you know, part of their game plan last year was to keep the ball away from the other team. That's why their number one rushing team, yeah. Justin Fields, ran for 1,136 yards. And they tried to control the clock and limit the possessions and limit the opportunities the other team can have. I, I It's not the best way to play football, but I guess if you're a crappy team, that's what you've got to do. So I'd assume that's what the Bears would do. Uh, Denver's trying to get the head coach and, and the quarterback on the same page offensively.
0: I mean, Playing the Bears often does that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, over the course of time, you know, whether it was in Philadelphia when he was an offense coordinator, quarterbacks coach, yeah. whether he was Dallas as an offense coordinator when he was in New Orleans, I mean, I think Sean Payton's got a proven track record. 100%. That, uh, you know, he knows offense and he knows how to coach offense. So, you know, I give him the benefit of the doubt. Now it's up to the quarterback to get in tune with his guy. Cortland Sutton's a talented guy. Is Jordan Addison out there? I'm trying to remember who else uh, is out there. Mims, Mims Junior. Mims, Mims Junior. is out there. Mims, Mims Jr. Mims Jr. Is out there. Yeah. They got some talented defensive players. You lose by 50, and you become a three and a half point favorite in Chicago, which means if this was in Denver, they'd be six and a half point favorites. Yeah. And it started at two and got bet out to three and a half real quick. So I mean, you know that, that, that that's interesting stuff. But you know what faith do you have in the Bears right now? Until they prove it on the field, what yeah. faith do you have in the Bears? None? You've got right now zero faith. So yep. you saw the preseason, okay, then you got into the first game you lost against the Green Bay team that doesn't look that great. They, they look pretty bad. They look pretty bad. And, you and know, last they two found a way to win last love, week. Right, yeah. But last night they looked terrible. Yeah. They looked terrible. Um, you know, so you you lose to them. You lose to Tampa Bay, and you you, you learn baker Mayfield's not – all that he's cracked up to be. <laughs> not that you didn't know that, but Tampa's probably not a pretty damn good team either. When do,
0: when do we get to the point where guys stop looking amazing against us and then come back to yeah. earth immediately
1: after? Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, waiting for the Bears to break out. At some point, they got to become frustrated in that yeah. locker room um, at the way they're playing. I mean, they they see the film. They know what the problems are. I never, you know, I, I'd watch the film every Monday, and you know exactly what went wrong. Yeah. You know exactly who to blame, but because you were part of a team, nobody individually blamed anybody, but you knew, and they knew. And if it was you that screwed up, you knew you better fix it or you're going to find your way to the bench. If it was somebody else that screwed up, I knew and he knew that he needed to get better, otherwise he's going to find his way to the bench. I mean, I was there when Vinnie Clark got cut from the Jacksonville Jaguars and they they replaced him with the, uh, oh, God, what was his name? Dave, Dave Thomas. Good, good cornerback that we had, big physical kid. Um, Aaron Beasley came in as a third round draft choice, and he may have even uh, you know replaced one of the guys. But you know we're, we're we you are bringing guys in, you know if they're not going to get the job done, they got to go. Yeah, and, and that's just the way it is. And if you can't get the job done, you got to you guys sit on the side and you got to bring somebody in that can do the job. That's that's the way the NFL is. If you can't perform the NFL standard, you can't play in the NFL.
0: Period. That's it. Is is there? In your mind, is there a lack of worry about being benched with this team, or a lack of leadership on that aspect? Because clearly, what the Bears want to do is run screen passes and run well, the, and try to run the football. You and I watched the NFL
1: all week. You know what I saw work? I walked. I watched screen passes. Work. Oh, they work. Yeah, I watch wide receiver screen works, but I watch all types of things work all the time. So rather than look at what's being called, I look at the confidence. They got no confidence. Well, I was they say, play as a team with zero confidence. When Go you ahead. see Claypool
0: being the guy blocking, and you're you've got EQ as a healthy scratch, there's no worry by yeah. Claypool that wow. oh I'm not going to play this week.
1: Well, when they have to announce 13 starters, yeah, because you've got to play the 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 sensibilities of of your third wide receiver because he thinks he needs to be a starter. Uh, that's your major issue. Right. Okay. And then why do you placate to him Okay. This is the way it is. Perform. Perform and good things will happen for you. Don't perform. You can't bitch your way into being something you're not. You mm. can't cry about it. You can't you can't tell the world that you're something special and if you don't prove it on Sundays that you're something special. If you don't prove it, it doesn't make a difference. DJ Moore is something special. He's something special. But you know what though? He knows he isn't something special right now. Because he's not getting the football and he can't become something special. And ultimately when he becomes frustrated, that's when you know, there's going to be a problem. He's not there yet. You saw a sense of it a little bit, I think, but he knows that it's never good optics for your number one wide receiver to be upset because he can't get the football. Yeah. So I think he knows that and he realizes that, um, If Equiminius St. Brown was a better wide receiver, he'd be in there. One hundred percent. But he's He's a blocker. He's not a better wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I never, I never, (laughs) I never had a wide receiver in my room that I'm like, well, I'm not worried about whether he can catch it or not. (laughs)
0: Can he block?
1: So if he was a better player, he'd be in there. Yeah. Okay. So I don't worry about Equiminius St. Brown. And let me tell you. One or two is probably not the answer, and we all know why Clay pulls in there. Yeah, because Ryan pulls, went pick. and traded for him. Yeah, and he gave up the thirty-second pick. It might be one of the biggest disasters decisions he's made. It might be. Okay, that's probably yeah, that's probably with, number one with, with Nate Davis right now being number good. two. Doesn't right, look. Good. Good look yeah. right. There's still a chance. For guys to recoup. I mean, listen, if Chase Claypool lights it up this week and gets eight receptions and next week, eight receptions, and next week, he can sit there and tell the whole world I told you so.
0: <laughs> I always say, shut me up. Right, like, uh, my right. favorite thing in sports is yeah. when a player goes out on the field and, and I'm like, bored. what do you want me to say?
1: Yeah. What do you want me to say? You so, look good. <laughs> that's fine. So hopefully that can happen. But. The performances I've got to talk about and the performances that reflect upon this team and tell me who this team are is the three crappy games that I've watched so far. 100%. And there's nothing that I can't do. And listen, they got two interceptions. Great. I always say uh, uh, turnovers breed more turnovers. So once you get the feeling and the taste for turnovers, hopefully more things are going to happen. I don't need to point out that it didn't happen against pitch. We all know it didn't happen against Mahomes, all right? But maybe everybody starts to get a little bit of a feel for this. You know, maybe everybody starts – and now I don't know who's going to play. So, I, what are my keys when I don't even know who's going to be out there? This is right? true. I got a defensive backfield that looked real good <laughs> and looked real promising at the beginning of the year. Gordon's gone. <laughs> Jalen Johnson's going to be gone. Uh, the, the backup or the nickel or, or the the uh, 60, uh, not Well, Brisker might be gone, too. But the other guy, uh, Blackwell.
0: Josh Blackwell.
1: Blackwell. Yep. Yeah, Blackwell might not be there either. I mean, I uh, – those guys are doing yeoman's men work with nobody being able to get to the quarterback, and you got a defensive coordinator that
0: refuses to do anything about it. Here's your here's your last uh, injury report from Thursday. Yeah. We haven't gotten to days yet. Uh, Josh Blackwell DNP, Eddie Jackson DNP, Jalen Johnson DNP, Mercedes Lewis DNP. I think he's just they, they're giving him the old man yeah. day off. Tyreek Stevenson full go. Grandpa Lewis. Yeah, you got you got you got full. I'm so glad that we so went you out got and 29. Got him. You got 29 back.
1: Yeah, so that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean Mercedes, the old grandpa.
0: I think let me ask you this, Jerk As a when you look at what this Bears defense is doing, how do you fix where let me let me throw these numbers at you? 35 points per game allowed. Yeah. 407 yards allowed per game. By the way, it's 31st and 29th in the league. 285 passing yards allowed per game. That's 29th in the league. 121 rushing yards is 19th in the league. 60% third down conversion. That's 32nd in the league. How do you fix that if you're Matt Eberflus at this point? Because it looks like every week we've seen has literally just been we're going to rush for.
1: How many how many points a game were they giving up? Points per game, 35.3. All right. 31st in the So I'm going to take that down to 32 because your offense has given up two touchdowns. So they're giving yes. up 32 points a game. Yeah. Right, 14 points the offense has put on for them. So they're 32 points a game. Still way too much. Yeah. Still probably worse in the league. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, except for the Denver Broncos. No, except for the
0: Broncos. The Broncos might be
1: one now. 70 great I
0: When mean, you saw that number, what was your thought? I, 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 was, I couldn't
1: believe it. <laughs> yeah, I just seen it kept going up and up and up the whole game. And then, believe it or not, at one point or another, it was 38 nothing in the uh, Kansas City game. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, they're going to put 76. I thought they were. I
0: thought they were going to beat it. I thought they they were going to bring it.
1: Because the tackle doesn't know how to line up and he just, he's too stubborn. Yeah. He doesn't want to get there. Andy Reid said he's being picked on. It might be fine. But it was so obvious in the first game that they, when you overcorrect or when you take a notice of it, sure, it may have, but it was too obvious. And uh, there's another guard out there, Lane Johnson, that gets off the ball way too early. They got to start calling that
0: penalty too. Now,
1: I can't go back two what steps is, before the ball's What
0: is the rule on this? Because I saw – Hold I'm, on. Let me ask you your question first. Okay. okay great, 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 great.
1: How do you get better? Yeah. You got to send three guys off of one side – no, four guys off of one side. That can't block that. That way you're getting immediate pressure on the quarterback, and then you've got to know you've got to have tight coverage. If you're going to sit back in the zone, you're going to line guys to break free without pressuring them or without doing anything, then the quarterback is going to be able to at one, two, three, throw the ball. One, two, three, throw the ball. And if they go one, two, three, I don't care if a guy's not blocked. It's almost impossible to get to the quarterback. At some point, the pressure—if you blitz—and the amount of coverage or what tight coverage that you have—that uh, eventually is going to be good for you. Yeah. Eventually. So I, that's the only suggestion I can make: is you bring four off one side. That means you're going to have to maybe drop somebody and cross somebody to get to the other side. And that's fine if that's what you want to—you know—if that's what you want to do. But you're not getting pressure with what you have. And quite frankly, they're just not good enough. Now, currently, right. four weeks into the season, right. it doesn't mean Dexter and it doesn't mean that Pickens and, I mean, uh, Jones is 93, Justin right? Jones, yeah. Billingsley, Andrew Billings. My guy Billingsley. B- Billingsley's pretty good. I'm not gonna Well, lie. Billings doesn't have to run. He's yeah. a run guy. Yeah, He's yeah, not yeah. a pass guy. You're not putting him in the rush quarterback anyway. So, you know, I don't really worry about him. But the other kid you picked up, 95, yeah, and whoever the other guy is that comes in the, they're really not getting there.
0: The, I mean, Walker. yeah, Marcus Walker. Walker. Yeah. What's
1: he doing? Yeah, not existing. I mean, that's that. That's bad. And then you start asking yourself, what's your guy up there looking at? What's Paul's looking at when he's looking at defensive linemen? Yeah, he he likes a certain type of guy. I like a certain type of skill. Right. Not only do I like a guy, but I like a certain type of skill. Yeah. And uh, the right tackle. The one we drafted, fifty-eight. Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright's going to be fine. I do not worry about Darnell Wright. Okay? I like what I've seen from. Also with Dar- Dar- uh with uh, Wright, I don't worry um, about taking him where they took him at ten. They decided to make the decision that offensive tackle was an important position for them in the first round of last year's draft. Free agency had come before that. Yeah. They felt like they had addressed enough in the end, defensive end position. They decided that Jalen Carter was too dangerous for their football Right. Okay, that's what they decided. The problem is the guys I compare, I don't compare right to what we, uh, Jalen Carter, because that's what we did. I compare uh, Pickens and Dexter. Yes. Because your choice was then, we're not going to grab Jalen Carter. We're going to bypass him because he's too scary of a player for our organization. So we're going to say, we don't want them, right? right? Right, but we're going to take two guys, one in the second, one in the third, and we believe we can develop those guys into players that maybe they're never going to be Jalen Carter, but the combination of the two are going to be solid veterans for us for an extended period of time. That's what Ryan Pauls did, right? So what Ryan Pauls is trying to tell you is this: mine's a little bit more of a long game; it's not a short game. You won't have uh, a- instantaneous feedback like you will with Jalen Carter. That's why I tell Bears fans, don't watch the Philadelphia Eagles play. Just don't watch it Yeah, because you'll become frustrated. You'll be sick. But you watch the the Bears play, you'll become frustrated too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So either way, you're going to be frustrated. But those are the decisions that have been made. Now, when you're going to bring raw kids in here, you've got to have somebody that's going to be able to develop them. And that development is now through 17 weeks of the season, 17 games of the season. You get them back into the weight room here or wherever they're going to work out, they got to become much stronger. Yeah. Much stronger. They're not nearly strong enough or strengthy enough, and they're young men. Young men get stronger. You physically prime at about the age of 27, 28. That's when you can usually be in your physically peak position as a young man. So um, that's what they need to do, and they need to get better. Yeah. And Dexter's path is going to be a little bit more difficult because of the defense he played, so, played in college. So about three, four years, basically, he was being trained not to play defense. To, to wait, to, to be, to watch, yeah. and react instead of, instead of
0: attack, react. Is it concerning for you that that hasn't flipped yet? Because no. it does seem like no. he's still no. a little laid off of the ball.
1: It, it doesn't concern me as long as you've got somebody that can develop. Him. I'm not concerned. Yeah, as long as you got somebody that can coach him up, you got somebody that can put him on the attack. You can somebody unleash him. And remember, it, it's a controlled aggressiveness because I don't want to go ten yards upfield. Yeah, you know when I'm playing initially off the ball. It's it's an attack, press, you know what I'm saying? Press. Even if you got to press through the man, it's an attack, press, feel what's happening, and then react from there. But it's off the attack. You're playing on their side of the line of scrimmage. Too often our guys catch a little bit, and then they start running. Anytime you see a defensive <laughs> eye your shoulders turn because he's been reached and he's worried about, oh, no, oh, no, you're done. You're done. So, you know, that's the problem. I don't know how they're being taught. Yeah. I, I I hated their training camp. I hate the way they practice. I think they practice terribly.
0: And just, that's, just that's 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 Bears reflection in general modern NFL. No,
1: Chicago Bears specifically because I know Tomlin doesn't train that way. Tom, Tomlin trains through you. You go through the ball. Yeah. Even if you're not bringing guys down, you're going through the ball. Now one two three steps peel off and go run. You're training guys. The, the minute you practice that way, that's what you're training. They don't suddenly flip the switch in the game and say, Oh, yeah, we got to tackle these guys. Yeah. You you teach these guys to get to the carrier, to form up the carrier, boom, that's not – And then peel and run and get your conditioning in. Yeah. I watched their inside run drill. It was pathetic. You know how many practices I watched this year when we went up there? I was there four times. You know yeah. how many practices I watched? How many? One. You knew everything. One you needed full to pad see. of <laughs> well, That's all I needed to see no they weren't doing it the way it needs to be done. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I don't need to say, I don't need to waste my time. Training camp up there is a waste of time. Maybe not if you're conditioning. Maybe you're gonna get in a condition, you're getting some muscle right, right, conditioning. Right. That's good. Getting
0: in football is But as far as,
1: as as preparing yourself to play in the NFL, how much of waste of time? I, how much of an indictment
0: like it. is is that on the man that you have at the helm right now who is a DC?
1: Well, uh, ultimately he's the he's the guy that runs the program. Ultimately he's the guy that dictates how the practice
0: And literally the defense now. <laughs> OK, well, yeah, but he's the guy that controls that. Yeah.
1: So I'm just telling you, um, I wouldn't do it that way. Mine's not an old school way. OK, mine is an effective way of practicing. I mean, we're the first guys to take the pads off down in, in Green Bay. Yeah. We're, we're one of the first teams, you know, besides San Francisco, that we had the pads off, but we practiced fast. and We practiced through the ball. OK, now you couldn't be physical up front because you don't want to beat the crap out of each other. Right. And we put these pseudo shoulder pads on. But you practice fast. You practice through the ball, right? But it was tempo. It was tempo. It was tempo. But you didn't stop short of what you were trying to do. Yeah. When you say through the ball, what do you mean? Basically? So, yeah, you got to form up on the running back. Right. They, they, they were doing inside run and some weird,
0: like, Pseudo. You just kind of look at him and let him go through, and it ends up being a huge run because you didn't even hit him. Not even
1: threw him a (laughs) run. It was one, two, go to the ball. Like there's no complaint. You got hand-to-hand combat on the inside, right? right? Yeah. I got hand-to-hand combat. Maybe for three, four seconds. I'm positioning my hands within my offensive lineman, put myself in a position where I'm going to be able to throw and be able to go one way or the other so I can make a play on the ball. Right. That never happened. It doesn't happen. And it doesn't help your offensive linemen either, who are doing the same thing, trying to neutralize the defensive linemen, trying to sit and work them through the center. That way, they occupy him while the running back picks holes. And they're feeling, you know, with their hands on which way this guy wants to go. And they want to be able to counteract whatever he's going to do, whichever way they want to throw him. Right. That, that, there's only one way to work on that. Actually, And, doing and that's it. by engaging <laughs> each other and and going through hand fighting and grappling, in essence. Yes. Yeah. And when I don't see any of it happening, you know, I'd see okay, the pass rush, I'm going to do an arm over, and I'm going to do this <laughs> and a little automatic. I go, that doesn't help you against a run though. Yeah. You're still going to face 30 runs during the, the on Sunday. And if you're not going to teach your guys hand fighting, I was fortunate I wrestled. I grappled. Yeah. So, that was a part of everything that I always did. So, I was always engaged, always trying to play with balance always trying to get that individual off me, trying to unsettle the offensive lineman. There's no unsettling of anybody in practice. I go up. I went up there four times. I wasted my time on three of those occasions. Okay? One, I found out what was happening, what was going on, and then I said, this is a waste of time. And that's what it was. It was yeah. a waste of time. Except for conditioning, maybe scale those guys, skill guys, but for the big guys, for the big men, Absolute waste of time. Don't even put the equipment on. What are you doing?
0: They basically didn't. Don't put the I equipment on. if we're on. being 100% honest, they basically didn't. I mean, what are you doing out there? <laughs> Let me ask you this, good kid, because, I mean, by the way, hit that like button, subscribe to the page. You're trying to fix the defense, ladies and gentlemen. You're trying to help it a little bit anyway. There's no helping. Right is, what is there to I, – I asked J-Mac this question. What is there to oh, learning Jason. to win? I keep hearing this the bears got to learn. All right, learn so here's
1: here's what it is. You put yourself in, in position in the fourth quarter. So, in the fourth quarter, you put the number 4 up in the air, right? right. Signifying, okay, we got to start playing perfect football. Learning how to win is playing perfect football in the fourth quarter. What does that mean? No penalties. No mental errors. You're not beating yourselves. Okay? You're securing the football. Yeah. Okay. So, you're securing the football. You got no mental errors. Okay, you're not going to beat yourself. Okay? No penalties. That's how you start winning. Then situational football comes into play. You got the lead with four minutes to go. You get your four-minute drill out there. You, you practiced it during the week. You know exactly what you want to do. You want to run this clock out. And we're going to run some plays that we know that are in the system that are designed not to take us to the sideline. They're going to run. We're going to do some counter stuff. We know they're going to be on the tack. They know they are going to put any guy in the box. Now we've got to be able to go ahead and execute our plays And be able to get a first down and then a first down. Two first downs. All we need is 23, 24 yards. And we solidify this game and we win this game. And what usually happens in that situation, they gamble so much, you end up popping a run. You end up making it in zone. You're 10-point winners. They get the ball back. You don't really give a rat's patootie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's playing mistake-free football, playing um, no-penalty football, and knowing that's the time where you've got to concentrate. Nothing worse than 10 men on the field. Oh, yeah. Right? That's oh, yeah. Notre Dame. Okay? It comes down to crunch time, and all of a sudden, there's only 10 guys on the field. Right? There's nothing the worse.
0: Answer. Yeah. Nothing we felt it was better than I sent him out there. Yeah.
1: It worked. 12 <laughs> men on the field. Kill you. Yeah. Offensive holding. You got away with shit. You know, you got away with shit all day. Yeah. Right? Now's the time to hone the skill. Mm. He's tired. You're tired. Let's work on our technique and our fundamentals, and let's not allow give the referee an excuse to make a holding call. Right. Right. Let's not give him the excuse. Line up correctly. Okay. Line up correctly. Use proper technique. That's playing winning football right there. Mm. The, all that stuff ingrained into one. That's playing win, f- winning football. And when you have a chance to make a play, make the play. Yeah, that'd be nice. Make the play when you got to be uh, defense back ball through the hands. That's the game yeah. right there. That's the game. How many times? Receiver for that? a key first down. Little slant over the middle. Don't go alligator arming it. Don't. Oh no, I don't want to get my hands extended because I don't want to get my ribs cracked. Okay, that's playing winning football. How do you play winning football? Well, you see what the Bears have been doing over the course of time. Don't do that. Mistake, mistake, <laughs> mistake. You see teams that win and look how many mistakes they make in the fourth quarter. How many mental errors they have? How yeah. they got guys just kind of whiffing on blocks. Yeah, they don't. They don't because they know and it's been ingrained into them in practice. Now's the time. Let's go. I've had coaches start practices over. It's too damn sloppy. We'd be thirty-five minutes into the practice. Brrr. One, we're back to period one, and send us back, and we'd start from the beginning. Not mentally sharp enough. You guys are making too many mistakes. You don't give a rat's ass. Don't worry. I'm gonna pretend like this never happened, so my mood's not bad. We're gonna go and we're gonna do it all over again. There you go. Yeah. You start concentrating, then yeah, all of a sudden your mind gets right. You're not yeah. you know dilly dallying about Travis Kelsey and Tra- uh, and Taylor Swift. You know you start <laughs> to concentrate a little bit more.
0: She was up in the box. You gotta you gotta take a peek. Good for her. You gotta take a peek. Good for her and good for Travis. <laughs> I, I that's such a great explanation. Yeah. where does that start? Practice. Where does it that start practice. to the practice?
1: And what the expectations are for you? What are the expectations for you? The, the, the coaches set the expectations. I mean, dude, I went to film sometimes and got torn to shreds. Yeah. I mean, we, lost, we We beat New Orleans one year in 93. We are down there playing New Orleans. I was going up against Joel Hildenberg, Jay's brother. And at the early portion of the game, I think it was Ray Zellers or they had another running back, uh, Mike something or another. Boy, they rushed for like 110 yards in the first quarter. First quarter, maybe the first seventeen minutes, we break down the film. Our backside threes cut down. I flowed a little bit too quick. It was one on the nose, and then Greg goes to me, he goes, "I'm, I'm blaming you. I'm not blaming him. They got him. They blocked him." He goes, "You're just dancing out." He goes, "You got to be more stout. You got to set the point, and when it cuts and it, and it declares itself, you got to throw and you got to come back and make the tackle." So He yelled, showed me on the pay, pay the pictures. He goes, "You're fucking this thing up." Yeah. I go, don't worry about him. He goes, you're the one that's going to fuck it up because there's no way in the world he could come down and make the play. And then I tightened it up after that, and they went to that running back probably. It was Wade Wilson was a the quarterback. They went to that running back probably another 15, 20 times, and they came up the middle every time. Why? Because they were having success. Why would you stop? Yeah. And then we kept shutting it down and shutting it down and shutting oh, it down This conversation it is down. on the
0: sideline. This, this is, is on the sideline. Yeah. Side okay, well, yeah. I'm thinking
1: this is in film no, you're making adjustments. Yeah. This is on the sidelines. I had three more fucking quarters to play. You think we wanted him to rush for four thousand fucking yards in one game?
0: Three fifty-five. So the Dolphins weren't doing that, is what you're saying? Here. So I'm what, sorry, Dolph- no, Denver, Denver wasn't doing it. Well, I'm sure they were doing it, but
1: you've got to be able to understand what your coach is telling me. He explained it to me, and I did, and yeah. I hunkered down. And Jay was trying to—I mean, Joel was trying to influence me—and then before he could hirk me over, I hirked him over, and I was in the hole. Yeah. And then we shut him down after that. I mean, it was—it it was substantial. To the point where they ended up giving me a game ball. I didn't get the game ball for the first quarter. I got it for the final three quarters for being able to make the adjustment. Right. And what do we do? We found a way to win nineteen seventeen. Mm. We didn't blow them out of the water. We didn't kick the living shit out of them. Sterling Sharp ends up getting behind their defensive backfield. He ends up catching the ball, puts us in field goal chance. Chris Jackie comes out and makes the field. Game over. Yeah, That's it. That's how you win the game. Learning to win. Learning to win. Learning to win. And those are adjustments that are being made the whole day. We played the LA Rams one time, and Ed Bettis is the running back. This is early in the 90s when he had graduated, uh, so 92 maybe. Okay. He's with the Rams before he comes to Pittsburgh. Right. And they come out with something on film, and they do a f short motion from the fullback is lined up in the eye, and they go to a brown eye, which is called we call weak eye. And out of that, they ran a draw play. We've never seen it. And I'm like, what the hell was that? It was the weirdest <laughs> motion you saw because it happened right in front of you. Right, yeah, yeah. So they come out, and the next time, and I start screaming, draw, draw, draw. And they ran it. At that time, we adjusted. We made the play. And the next time they ran it, I called draw, 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 and we made the play also. Because, you know, it's a little bit of a passing, longer yardage situation. But they had noticed something with our defense, and they were trying to exploit something, maybe a little bit of flaw in our defense. But if you recognize what was happening and you communicated with your teammates, good things started to happen. Yeah. You can't over-communicate on the defensive side of the ball. Everybody needs to be on the same page. Everybody needs to get it. And if you can give somebody a little bit of help because of formation and because maybe motion will t- will tell you something, like a protective motion, yeah. then you know. So protective motion is the, the great one. The wide receiver comes, slows down behind the guard, gets right behind the tackle, and his job is simply to get in front of the defensive end, not right. to really block them. We call that protective motion. Now off that protective motion, they can run a pass action off that too. But usually, what that meant to me was the center was blocking back, and I was going to get ear hold by the guard. So I knew you know it's coming that it's coming, and I looked at the opposite guard, and if he's sitting light, then I know he's coming back this way. So we got a down down scheme going on. So you know, there's certain things that can tell you, and when you see it, communicate with your people. Counter, counter, counter. The minute I saw that, counter, counter, counter. Now they know we see counter, counter, counter. That's when they want to pop the bootleg pants yeah, on us yeah. after
0: that. But that's, as long as the guy in the end is getting up the field and being patient, then we're in pretty good shape. That's what, you know, Lance talked about with this Bears defense. He was like, they don't talk. Yeah. They're quiet. Are you are you kind of seeing the same thing? No, no. I, like I said, I was only at one practice and
1: I can't hear with, uh, you know, the parabolic mic, whether yeah, it's picking yeah, up them communicating with each other or not. That's, that's up to them on the field. Okay. I mean, I sat first row against the New England Patriots in 2018. When the Patriots were in town, Tom Brady and them they beat the Chicago Bears.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Cord- oh, is that when, Cordroy, uh Cordroy Corduroy had a. Is that a, when uh, Brady returned. juked
0: him? Is that when no? We, oh, this is later. This, no, is this is later. This is this later. is in Chicago. This oh, okay. Right, okay,
1: The juke Turlacher happened over there. It's 2018 when Trubisky had. The oh, okay. Long run. Right, I'm with you. Yep. Brady still won. Corduroy Patterson was with New England, and Corduroy ran one back for a touchdown. My guy, Corduroy. Corduroy. I, yeah. I love
0: Cordero. Big Pearl. Hey, so big does is Dick Pearl Stockton. Jackson. You know Dick Stockton. Yeah. Every black guy with dreadlocks was Cordero Patterson oh. for five years. <laughs> I was like, Corduroy Patterson on the catch. No, that's not Cordero. Yeah, yeah he lost his fastball. <laughs> Laquan <laughs> Treadwell. <laughs> that's finished. guy, by the way. you know that? Right. You said what?
1: Laquan Treadwell, Cree- money guy. He went to Creighton.
0: Oh, okay. He went
1: to University of Mississippi. I did not. Played for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Guy. Local, I was going to ask
0: you about some uh, some college because uh, our, our head coach coming in here that we're playing against uh, has something in common with you, a couple of EIU guys yep. here. Did He's, you guys overlap at all? Oh, overlap? He's my quarterback. He
1: was your quarterback. 85-86, he was my quarterback down there. We were winning. What's your best Peyton story? Oh, well, he used to. Sean had a, uh, a Sean Pack Carroll. Oh, God, I'm going to not remember my other quarterback's name. And he was fantastic. He went to Carmel. Not Mount Carmel here, Carmel way down south. Yeah, Not the Carmel on the line. He's from way down south. Rafferty, John Rafferty. They all had a house together, and the sign up on the on the thing said the Club Babaloo and the Club Babalu was from I Love Lucy. Yeah, remember yeah, yeah. where Ricky performed, and uh, our parties would be at their house uh, yeah. after the football game. So we'd all go to the Club Babalu, and uh, and he was uh, he was a sick guy. Right it's very popular on campus, big man on campus yeah. and uh just being at parties and having a good time. but he was the hostess with the most.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sean was the man. Those were Sean parties. Was Sean was
1: the man at EIU. yes, he ran the roost. that's what he did. I love and it. Uh, it was a good time, but he was we ran offense that was very simplistic. Al moldy who ended up coaching at Western Michigan for a long time um, he was uh, he was our head coach and he ran our offense. If they came out in cover three, we ran slants. Right. I mean, we were running three, four wides with, yeah, kind of not a tight end, kind of a tweener tight end, because we couldn't really get a two hundred and forty pound monster. Yeah. We played against Eric Green at Liberty Baptist University and now has become Liberty Baptist. He's the tight end drafted in the first round by the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's like the legitimate tight end that yeah, I played yeah, in yeah. college football. That was like who is this dude? Where did he come from and how did he end up at Liberty? <laughs> you know, all those mysterious <laughs> questions that you had to as- ask yourself. But if it was cover 3, we ran slant. So it was cover 2, we ran f- we ran fades. And that was it. Yeah. That was our offense. And then every once in a while Dwayne Pitts out of uh, he came from us for, to, from Detroit and we called him Daddy O. Dwayne Pitts Daddy O. We'd hand Daddy O the ball and we had a youngster out here James Marble uh who's from the city and uh, we'd hand him the ball. Those are our two running backs. You had Derek Wilhelm at tight end. Our, uh, Roy Banks was one of our wide receivers. I mean, we had and Roy got drafted by the Buffalo Bills, but we had some bad dudes on our team. Yeah. And Sean Payton at one point was a top-ten quarterback with passing yardage, 10,655 yards. So our offense was something to behold at the 1AA level. We played, and uh, we went to playoffs my f- sophomore year, I believe we went to the playoffs. We were 6-5 and my freshman year, my sophomore year. We went to the playoffs, and I think we lost to Maybe Eastern Kentucky Mm. got the better of us. But Sean was a player, man.
0: He could ball. Does he lead at EIU? Is he the leading passer at EIU? Tony Romo came in and did that. Oh, Tony Romo broke it. That's right. Yeah, so Romo. You got got good blood down there at EIU. So so Romo came
1: in, and then I don't know how many years Jimmy Garoppolo had. So Jimmy G came in after Tony. Yeah. So you're looking at 10 years after Tony, Jimmy G came in, and uh, Sean graduated in 87. So 87, I think Tony came out in 2000, 2001, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Garoppolo came out like 2013 or 2014, maybe 2015. I don't know. I'm trying to
0: remember. I feel like it was before that, honestly,
1: because he sat, what, three
0: years before he ever saw the fan, right? something like that? Well,
1: it was four years in, in, in New England. He was four years in San Francisco. San Francisco. And now and this now is his first there. year. So it's either four, so, uh, yeah. it's either four, four, one or four, five, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's either either one of those. You
0: were right, four, five, one. Because remember the first and year you remember, Fran, he was dead. Sean was a strike bear. Yeah.
1: Him and Mike Collinsy were the two quarterbacks. And Mike Collinsy was the coach of the Chicago Rush back in the day. Oh. The arena football it league team. It all Yeah. Yeah. It
0: all connect,
1: And I had done the Chicago Rush games. Oh, yeah. Colorado Crush, Chicago <laughs> Rush, Orlando <laughs> Predators, Tampa Bay. I forget what Tampa Bay's team was even. We'll to- we we're at Indianapolis. We were down there at New York. I did a game at the Nassau Coliseum. I mean, we traveled San Jose, Arizona. Yeah. It was great. You know, I was a young announcer. Yeah. I'd done some games for Fox. It didn't work out. You know, I, did for- <laughs> I, I did Erlach's rookie year against the Atlanta Falcons. When Erlach or Philip Daniels forced a fumble. Erlacher picked the ball up right back and ran back to yeah. the I did the color commentary on that game.
0: Got to go find that. Yeah. Go find that yeah. Call. Y'all look, be on the lookout for that. All right. We got to let Yurko go. He's got like a radio show I or something, something to, to do. A little something to do. But a great episode. Listen, Fluce, if you're watching, please be watching. Uh, do what he said. Fix the defense so we can get these numbers better. Oh. What's your and, prediction?
1: And I'm going mushroom picking. You're going what? Mushroom Sweet. picking today. Mushrooms. Like, picking. like head of the woods. I'm gonna have you look it up. You can tell everybody what it looks like. Wait a minute. Head hey, of the woods,
0: wait, wait a minute. like like head of the woods, mushrooms, like mushrooms,
1: mushrooms.
0: Okay, all right. Hey. Not, not the psychedelic. Oh, that's why right. I was Jesus. confused. No, you guys stay safe out there, Chicago. I don't mushrooms. know if We can put that out there. No, we can't. <laughs> head of the woods. Look it up. I'll stay safe out there. Bear down before we go. Prediction for this game.
1: Uh, if the Bears are going to win a game this season, this has got to be the one. So I've got the Bears winning this game uh, 21 uh, at 24-17. to 17.
0: I got 21-17. I think we're right, on, right in line there. Oh. Two rushing touchdowns and a Justin Fields pass. Hopefully no interception. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Bear down. Let's get a win. Basically.